Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we were talking right before we started recording this um, that I and I did like a deep, scary voice without meaning to. I said, I'll do it once we're recording. So what do you guys want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, ready. Say um, something creepy. Come on. Why is it so spicy? <laughs> spicy? Okay, I was going to go like... Are you talking about nachos or something? I'm talking about TikTok again. That's another- oh, I was going to go like, I'm a witch or something like that. I'm a witch. <laughs> Wait, witches don't talk like that. How about... Um, okay, I'll say what I used to say when I was a teenager to freak people out. Okay. Me and some of my friends would. Oh, okay. I have two bodies. <laughs> what? You have to potty? I have two you bodies. Have- a police? Oh. oh. We used to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. Thank you. <laughs> we used to play this game way back when in youth group where, like, um, it's a very complicated game for me to explain. But <laughs> you said you have two bodies in youth group? <laughs> it's kind of like a Capture the Flag-esque game. And okay. people, which would be the counselors, the adults, could, like, catch you and they'd make you do things so that way, it, like, <laughs> to prevent you from going to jail, okay. they'd be like, do 10 jumping jacks. And if you did those, you didn't have to go to jail. Okay. And so you're trying to avoid them and all this stuff. And so they would be like, so we got caught once and they were like, Hmm, like I think of something good for you guys to do so you don't go to jail. And we're like, uh, uh, uh. And so one of my friends was like, we, we, we can say things in really scary voices. <laughs> and he was like, really? Okay, let's hear it. We're like, what do you want us to say? He goes, say I have two bodies. <laughs> <So> we <What>? did. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> so we'd be like, I have two bodies. <laughs> I will give you an A on the, on the voice. Yes. <laughs> What? Uh, give me something else to say then. That's just what came to my mind. <laughs> the movie, Scary Movie, did you ever see that? <laughs> yes. That's where that's from. It was Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris? How do you say her? I don't know. Anna? Like, I think it's Anna. so spicy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can say that without laughing, though. That's where I got that from. Anyways, that was... Um, hey, guys, in case you couldn't tell, that's our little teaser for our paranormal episode this week. <laughs> Our ghost, our ghost voice. I'm going to do the entire episode of my demon voice. Oh, Lord. can you? I know. <laughs> I'll the announce what I'm like. What? what? What did you just say? I have no idea. <laughs> I'll announce what I'm saying in it, but I know I'd have like no voice. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. Also, nobody can understand what you would be saying. I know that too. That's fine. I can do like, um, can you do, have you seen The Grudge? Ooh, have I seen The I I want I to have. say yes. You've seen it? Yes. Is this, is this the one with the the um in Japan? Yeah, and she lives like in the ceiling or and something. And she like shit. crawls all Yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the ring but kind of <clears throat> not really. Creep, creepy <laughs> creepy kids. Creepy crawling um, girl. And so my I used to do that voice to the uh 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 uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that? Yes, okay. I wasn't sure what was going on. Back in high school, when I'm probably showing my age, back in high school when the movie came out, we'd like walk into like a room and our friends wouldn't know we were there and be like, uh, 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 uh. It was a very, I had to make my own fun. This is what happens when you don't like drink or do drugs or party in high school. You make your own fun. You pretend to be the girl from The Grudge. By groaning? <laughs> yes. You try to scare your friends, okay? Oh, speaking of which, there's this really funny video of a prank that this girl pulls on her stepmother. It's not on TikTok. Yes, it is. But I actually saw it on, on Facebook, I think, but it was originally on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> the, the TikTok. <laughs> Not TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> You're really showing our age. It was on the tank top. And she crawls backwards through the doorways when he's walking the other way. I feel like I just have to show. Is you it the really the one where it's like da 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 da? No, she doesn't really. Okay, they do that. Boys, it's just like staring. I don't know what's happening. I sent her. I'll show you. So I always send Boydson and Sarah my TikToks that I make because Boydson's not on social media, and otherwise she would never see the joy that I bring to the world. And I sent her one last night while we were at work, and she was purposely not watching it. <laughs> it was really hurting my feelings. Yeah. You guys spoiled Hamilton for me. 
If I was ever going to watch it, I am no longer going to. So you guys ruined Hamilton for me by singing only maybe one verse of it yeah. at the top of your lungs at the 1889 McIntyre If you want, I could sing the entire first song to you and the Skylar Sisters. I pretty much know all of them. No, those you guys just pick you one song. You have improved so much. I'm I so have. proud of you. Thank you. You pick one song at a time. You sing just parts of it and then... <laughs> It's over and over and over and over. It's like that little parts on remix. You're welcome to bringing culture to your world. (laughs) No. No, no. Okay, if you could just get past those mini parts that we've done, there's like 30 songs in Hamilton for me. Maybe more. There may be 50. It's so good. Do you like musicals? There you go. I was going to ask you to do that. I was going to ask for that. Thank you. I saw your eyebrows go up and I knew it. (laughs) Do you like musicals to begin with? Yeah. Okay. What musicals do you like? Um, I like Chicago. Actually, yes. my grandma and my mom and my sister were in Music Man whenever it was in Kansas City mm. at the Starlight. Ooh. I never saw that one. Way back when, when we had shows and entertainment. <laughs> back in the day. Back when people could be around each other. <laughs> back when, back when people mind. wanted to be around each other. <laughs> right. Back when they could be. Yeah. Legally. It's illegal now. <laughs> Let's get together is illegal. <laughs> is it? Actually, we're six-ish feet apart, so I think we're is okay. It? I thought you could get... We're not on lockdown. I thought you could be around people now. I mean, it's like socially illegal. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. Not <laughs> oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's socially illegal right like now to hang so out with So many you. things just ran through my head. It's I'm going to say that next time someone wants to hang out and I just want to stay at home. Um, it's socially illegal. <laughs> <laughs> It's frowned upon, and, and you don't want to. But here's the little caveat: we all work in the same building and are yeah. exposed to the same things. So we are basically family anyway, here so. at this point. Uh, here, here. We all picked up our green drinks at the same time, so I thought we were cheersing. <laughs> no, I was looking down at your dog. So thanks for she's thanks got for a keeping out on the cheers there, no, Lindsay. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. All right. Well, so this is our, like Lindsay said, our paranormal episode, or paranormal. <laughs> Instead Perfect. of laughing, I could It sounds do it. like a burp, honestly. <laughs> Paranormal. Ah, uh, no, it's gone. <laughs> the demons have left. Okay, wait. No, I have to show you. Don't, don't move on. Oh, God. Is this another TikTok? Another tank top? Another tank top. <laughs> no, you just, you just have to hear it. What is it, Spice? <laughs> 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 She's I broke. Know. I'm going to have to say, like, just randomly while you guys are doing your stories, because I'll laugh too much if I say that. <laughs> just be listening. Why is spicy? I haven't seen that movie in forever. I forgot about that part. So, yes. Sorry. Paranormal. Lindsay did an American. Oh, what? You- I said. <laughs> did, did you? <laughs> Does Evan know? <laughs> I don't think you finished that. <laughs> you didn't finish? <laughs> I did a story Yay! in the yeah, U.S. and everything. I did a story in the U.S. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Y'all, here's, here's the sitch right now. She is a quarter of a truly deep. <laughs> she just no, I'm very tired. She got the vapors off of the truly. I got off work this morning. I've only lit. slept a couple hours. I haven't eaten in like 12 hours and I'm just, well, we're here for the ride. You don't have to justify it. It's fine. I'm very tired and it's going to be... It's going to be a fun time. It was, okay. a, it was funny. It was you're, a good statement. It's okay. You're high on life. We don't judge you for who you do. Okay. I, I get very tops. And you can testify this. I get very slap happy at around, <clears throat> at work at around 4 or 5 a.m. I'm just, I'm, I'm giggling at everything. And I'm just, I think I'm the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. That you do. <laughs> I was showing her the TikTok last night. And she's just staring at it, watching it. Straight face. That's her. And I'm like cracking up next to her, even though I made it. She's trying so hard not to laugh. And then it ends. I and I like, I like, I think it's like humorous. So yeah. I'm like starting to giggle, giggle. And as soon as she knows I think it's semi funny, <laughs> she just laughs so hard. So I give maybe like a, and then she just is cracking up. I can hear it now. It's been a long week and I was very tired. (laughs) Yes. And then our friend is there and he's like, do you just think you're just so funny? And I was like, I think I'm hilarious. (laughs) But he laughed at it too. I showed it to him and he laughed too, so. He thinks I'm funny too. Was he trying to be nice? Yes, yes, that's how he is. He, he's like, ah. he loves me, but he is. 
<laughs> hard on me sometimes. <laughs> Do you say hard on? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't swing that way. It's fine. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, I have to say it because mm, I heard it. Okay. <laughs> well, um, now that that happened, <laughs> should we see who goes first? Yeah, let's yes. spin the, roll the wheel. Spin the roll the wheel, yes. Spin the wheel. Why are you laughing? Because it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Sarah, you're first. Oh! Yay! Yay. Okay. <laughs> Snaps for Sarah! Snaps! Well, let me take you all to New Orleans. Oh. Also here in the States. This is where we want to Did you do go. someone in the States, too? I did I did an American. <laughs> this is really where we want to go, though. Like, New Orleans is the number one place we want to go. Yes, we did talk about this. And Spoiler alert, I did someone in the States, too. <laughs> oh, my God. None of us did an international? <clears throat> I guess not. Not yet. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We want to go to New Orleans, and we... We might actually go there. We've talked about it. Once we can travel again and be around people without being socially illegal. <laughs> yeah. Um, New Orleans might be difficult. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people there. We might actually end up going to this place, so don't kill me. But I, I picked the La Lori Mansion. <gasps> I'm so excited. Because I kind of had to. Yes. Oh, this is great. I mean, it's a terrible place. It's like, what? <laughs> terrible history. It's actually horrific. But it's very horrific, but I like... It's so interesting. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, we gotta start with Marie. Marie Delphine. Oh, look at her setting the setting Ooh. the mood with her candlelight. Ooh, what, what scent is it? Don't know. Okay, anyhow. <laughs> it's got a stone at the bottom. That says a lot. Limestone? Like, what? Uh, Limestone? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's got citrine at the bottom. Oh. Citrine. Okay. okay cool. It's a success stone. It smells good. Thank you. That's all, all that matters. Smell, how do you smell that? I have a good sense of smell. Well, you're also sitting by my bath. Do you have my bath and, I got Rona, I guess. By my bath and body works. No, I smell that because it's different. <coughs> okay. I got that. Anyway, La Lori Mansion. La Lori Mansion. New Orleans. New Orleans. I tried to sound like they sound. Nolans, I think. Is that Nolans. Nola. Nola. All right. Okay, so Marie. De- Here what? come the accents. <laughs> okay, Marie Delphine McCarty. She was born <clears throat> as not obviously not Marie. Okay, she was born as Marie <laughs> Delphine McCarty, born uh, March nineteenth in seventeen eighty seven. Both of her parents were prominent in New Orleans, so she was rich, bitch. Let's be nice. <laughs> she was rich, bitch, rich, bitch. Uh, she was married three different times. Ooh. The third was to a physician named Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalaurie. Mm. I've learned that, that was people have multiple names in this time period. I mean, yes. Like four. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, we have three. Like four or five <laughs> sometimes. And they don't gotcha. ever go by their first name. They go by their second or third name. Interesting. I don't know. They they labeled him as a physician. He also He might have been a chiropractor. Not really sure. Uh, one of Delphine's daughters had some spinal deformities, and the doctor was hired to work with her. Her daughter did not get better, but Delphine was fascinated by the doctor, even though she was 20 years older. Can oh. you say cougar? She eventually ended up pregnant with Lewis's child. See, he goes by Lewis, not Leonard. And he mm. felt the only thing he could do was to marry her at that point, because that was the proper thing to do during that time period. Sure, sure. In 1831, she bought a property at 1140 Royal Street, which she managed in her own name with little involvement of her husband, an independent woman. In 1832, she had a two-story mansion built there, complete with attached slave quarters. This is not going to end well. I mean, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> she lived there with her husband and her daughters. The marriage was not a happy one, and the neighbors often overheard the two arguing. Lewis packed his bags and moved out in early 1834. Some of the timing is kind of weird, because it's based off of multiple people's books and writings and hearsay, so the, the dates are kind of just off a little bit here and there, so bear okay. with me. Um, but it's said that losing her husband drove her mad. Um, and here are some of these stories 
of the enslaved people that she kept between 1831 and 1834. So remember I said they were based off of stories. The most notorious one is written by Harriet Martineau. She was a British writer and she recounted tales told to her by uh, New Orleans residents during her 1836 visits. These claimed enslaved people kept by LaLaurie were observed to be singularly, this is a quote, singularly haggard and wretched. However, in public appearances, LaLaurie was seen to be generally polite to black people. She's trying to draw them in. That's a lie. She's a liar. She's evil. Funeral registers between 1830 and 1834 document the deaths of 12 enslaved people at the Royal Street Mansion. Although the causes of death are not mentioned, these 12 deaths include Bonnie, a cook and laundress, and her four children. A lawyer was sent to the house after hearing the rumors about the mistreatment of slaves at the LaLaurie house. During this visit, the lawyer found no evidence of wrongdoing or mistreatment of enslaved people kept by LaLaurie. She's probably hiding it, if you ask me. So at one point, a neighbor saw one of the enslaved people who he described as an eight-year-old girl fall to her death from the roof of the Royal Street Mansion while trying to avoid punishment from LaLaurie. The body was buried on the mansion grounds. But later, in about 1945, a different author named Jeannie Delavine, probably butchered that, gave her account of what happened that day. She said that the girl was actually about 12 years old, and her name was Leah. And Leah is the name you see written throughout everybody's writings. Supposedly, she was brushing Delphine's hair when she hit a snag, causing LaLaurie to grab a whip and chase her. And then the girl jumped off the building to try to avoid whippings. This incident led to an investigation of the LaLaurie's, in which they were found guilty of illegal cruelty and forced to forfeit nine of the enslaved people that they kept. One by one, though, Delphine purchased them all back. She's a butthole. Martineau recounted stories that uh, LaLaurie kept her cook changed to the kitchen stove and beat her daughters while they attempted to feed the enslaved people that she kept. On April 10th, 1834, this kind of goes with the last piece of it, a fire broke out in the LaLaurie residence starting in the kitchen. When the police and fire marshals got there, they found a cook, a 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove by her ankle. She later said that she had set the fire as a suicide attempt because they all wanted to die. She stated that they could not live in those conditions anymore. She also stated that the enslaved people... Taken were, who were taken to the uppermost room never came back. Suicide by fire has got to be like the worst way to go, too. Which tells you how bad it probably was. Yeah, that's an awful way to go. Right. In the New Orleans Bee, which I think was a newspaper at that time, posted oh. on April 11th, 1834, <clears throat> bystanders responding, they said that bystanders responding to the fire attempted to enter the quarters of the enslaved people to ensure that everyone had been evacuated. Upon being refused the keys by the Lalleries, the bystanders broke down the doors to the quarters of the enslaved people and found, quote, seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, mm. suspended by the neck, with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other, who claimed to have been imprisoned there for some months. One of those who entered the premises was Judge Jean-Francois Canange. Nailed it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I speak French fluently <laughs> you can't tell you're doing you're doing Thank much you. better than i would be doing <laughs> i thought it sounded pretty good <laughs> he is quoted as finding a woman wearing an iron collar and another older woman who had received a very deep wound on her head who was too weak to be able to walk he said that when he was when he questioned the delphine's husband about the enslaved people he was told in an insolent manner that some people had better stay at home rather than come to others' houses to dictate laws and meddle with other people's business. <clears throat> Maybe don't torture people. Right, in but house. also he's a judge. So right. He's I kind of the person who gets to. His job is literally to tell people what's <laughs> what right and what's wrong. He's like, you know what? Stay out of my business. <laughs> I don't have to wear a mask if I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally his job. Oh, boy. All right. to judge. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I know. I I'm agree. Done. I can't. That's why I thought it was kind of funny. Because I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. All right. <laughs> Other records of the story add that the enslaved people were emaciated, showed signs of being flayed with a whip, Ugh. were bound in restrictive postures, and wore spiked iron collars, which kept their heads in static positions. 
static. Like, yeah, like doesn't move, right? <laughs> That's what I think of it. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't move their knife. Okay. Right. When the discovery of the violently mutilated and horrifically tortured enslaved people became widely known, the enslaved people were taken to a local jail where they were available for public viewing. The Bee, the newspaper, reported that by April 12th, anywhere between 2,000 and 4,000 people had attended to view the enslaved people to, quote, convince themselves of their sufferings. Mm. The people who visited the slaves, the people gathered at the Lollary Mansion with the expectation that the sheriff would arrest Delphine. However, the sheriff never arrived, and as the day went on, it became apparent that no action would happen. The crowd slowly transformed into a mob. And that's when they stripped the interior of its valuables and continued their assault by trying to dismantle the whole house by damaging the walls and the roof. By the next morning, they had nearly demolished the entire house. Shortly after this, the story was picked up by national publications and Madame LaLaurie was known as a monster um, Uh, and a demon in the shape of a woman. Right. I think so. Because demons can't be women. (laughs) <laughs> right. Is, I mean, is this something that I should make a point about? I don't know. Are men, most demons, I guess, are male? Succubuses are, aren't they? Succubus. Succubi. Aren't they known for being female demons? I don't know if it's succubus or incubus. Which one's Ooh. which? I like it's succubus. Excellent question. Let me Google this. It's so spicy. <laughs> Nailed it. Thanks. Incubus versus succubus. Google's going to be like, Lindsay, are you okay? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's already been. Okay, so a succubus is a female demon, which comes gotcha. to men, especially monks. An monks. incubus is an evil spirit that has sex with women as they sleep. Okay. So incubus is male, succubus is female. They both sound terrible. Great. Well, this one has been specifically (laughs) described as a uh, demon in the shape of a woman. Okay. Yes. She's not having sex with them, so she's just an evil woman. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. Later on, many stories came out that involved the slaves. Um, They said that they were found under extreme conditions after the fire was extinguished. One story says that a slave had their bones broken numerous times and set in unnatural positions so that when she moved, her limbs remained crooked and bent and her gait was reminiscent of a crab. Mm. That's terrible. It is awful. Another slave was said to have had a hole drilled in his head um, with a wooden spoon sticking out. Ugh. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. was trying to learn about lobotomies. Yeah, I read actually that it was an attempt to scramble the brains. Oh, allegedly okay. a We're different eat scrambled eggs right. again. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> allegedly a different person had their skin peeled back to expose the tissue and muscle to the naked eye. Oh, gross! Oh, gross! <sighs> the, the story also claims that another slave had his intestines removed from his body and wrapped around his naked waist. Ugh! And he was alive. Yes. Oh my gosh! How? I don't know, honestly. They were probably barely alive at that point. Oh, you would think he would die from bleeding out. Yeah. Martineau wrote that in 1838, Delphine fled from New Orleans during the mob violence that followed the fire. She took a coach to the waterfront and traveled to Mobile, Alabama, Mm. and then went away to Paris. Paris don't want you either, lady. I know. It's not clear how she died. Some say that she died in a boar hunting accident in Paris. But others say that that's unlikely. Nobody really knows. According to the French archives, though, she died December 7th, 1849, at the age of 62. Mm. The house in New Orleans, like I mentioned, was burned by the mob in 1834, and Mm -hmm. it was rebuilt in 1838. Over the years, it has been used as a public high school, a conservatory of music, an apartment building, a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, and a luxury apartment building. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine going to high school in that building? <laughs> no. I living mean, out of all of apartment? those, living in those, but high school? Like I, ch- oh. uh, like I pay to live there in an apartment? Get out of here. Oh. I mean, people, people would do that because they're weird like us. But. Well, that's true, I guess. You're right. You got me there. Uh, in April 2007, Nicholas Cage bought the house. Oh, Nick Cage. Famous Nick Cage. Was it because the Declaration of Independence was there? I don't know. Maybe it was. <laughs> was it during the time when he shot that movie? What was that movie? National Treasure. Oh, yeah. It is a national treasure <laughs> oh, to this God. country. 
Have you I seen mean, it? I Day? kind of enjoyed it. I watched <laughs> it several times. Several? <laughs> Look at her. She watched it several. I am shocked. I love his dream movies. Well, I do too. You would love when they, especially when they tie into like conspiracies. I don't think I knew at the time that I was into conspiracies and history at the same time. Mm. I know now. Like maybe I need to watch it now. You need to watch Hamilton. Yes, I am. (laughs) It's excellent. Oh, you like history and musicals? Hamilton. (laughs) That's why I like it. Uh, Well, he bought it for three point four five million dollars. Jeez. And in November 2009, it was listed as a foreclosure. Nicholas Cage. Nick. Isn't he having some money problems? Uh, apparently he was in 09. He's a gambler. Okay. So a book written in 1946 by Jean- Jeannie, I can't remember how I pronounced it a minute ago, De Lavigne stated that LaLaurie had, quote, a sadistic appetite that seemed never appeased until she had inflicted on one or more of her black servitors some hideous form of torture and claimed that those who responded to the 1834 fire had found male slaves stark naked, chained to the wall, their eyes gouged out, their fingernails pulled off by the roots. Mm. Others had their joints skinned and festering, great holes in their buttocks where the flesh had been sliced away, their ears hanging by shreds, their lips sewn together. Intestines were pulled out and knotted around their naked waist. There were holes in skulls where a rough stick had been inserted to stir the brains. So... She's the worst. That's super sick. Ever. That's really sick. Yeah. Okay. You're not saying much over there. You all right? I'm actually really, uh, I'm just listening. Okay. The pe- I was going to say I'm really enjoying the story, but it sounds terrible <laughs> if I, I say that. I know what you mean, though. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's the one that you feel like you know about, and then you start reading, and I'm like, oh my god, this is worse than it's I so thought. messed up. The people who own the house now have heard some paranormal activity occurring, like water faucets being turned on and off doors opening and closing and the feeling that someone might have been sleeping in a bed that no one has ever slept on as you may or may not know american horror story did a season mm-hmm. that involved the lollery mansion it was called coven mm-hmm. kathy bates <laughs> yes she played madame delphine Lallery. she did a great job too. she did a great job and i will say i think that's my favorite season no american mine's horror always going to be the first the house yeah i like the first but i also liked roanoke I liked Roanoke and I liked Asylum. I liked them all. I really don't know. There's not many that I... Up until recently, the first, like, probably six were real good. A few more things here. There's a room in the Lollery Mansion where slaves were often kept, and reports of moaning come from that room are common. Phantom footsteps echo through the house regularly, and many people who have stood near the house have reported feeling as if they were taken over by negative energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet. Right. So just some other stories that don't have to do necessarily with the heinous bitch that was Delphine. Uh, in 1894, when the house was converted to, into apartments, a tenant was brutally murdered in his room. They found his belongings ransacked as if someone had gone through them. The police assumed he was a victim of a robbery, even though nothing of value was missing. Hmm. An interesting account regarding his murders deal or his murder deals with the police interviewing neighbors about his disappearance one of his friends claimed that he was having problems with sprites i had to look that up i thought it was like a typo but are they like little fairies yeah it's little fairies how'd you guys know that i did not know that i read a lot of fantasy novels yeah sprites a supernatural i'm into the paranormal (laughs) and you're so am i i had no fucking clue i looked it up it's a supernatural entity in european mythology often depicted as fairy-like creatures Mm -hmm, Mm mm-hmm The neighbor claimed that his friend told him that there was a demon in that house who wasn't going to rest until he had met his end. And then lo and behold, he was killed. There you go. During the time when the mansion was used as an all-girls school, that was when it was used as the public high school. Mm, Okay. There were reports of many physical assaults. The girls would approach their teachers with tears and their sleeves rolled up. Their arms were scratched and bruised. And when they asked who did this to them, their answer was always that woman. Oh, my goodness. Most of them were too young to know about the history of the house. Interesting. I wonder if uh, LaLaurie came back after she died and is haunting the house. She may be because it was uh, an all-black girls' school. All right. And the last story I have was um, from a tour guide. She was standing directly across from the front door. To the right was another group, and they were discussing the tragedies at the mansion, when all of a sudden, the guide felt a tug on her bag that was draped over her shoulder. Oh, sounds like we got a hair puller. <laughs> That's very close to a hair it's pull. A bag puller, but okay. I mean, the bag, the hair, <laughs> they're just tugging. 
She looked back to see what it was, but there was no one there. The same thing happened again about 10 seconds later. Two weeks later, when she mentioned the name Leah, which, remind you, that was the young girl who jumped yes. off the roof. Uh-huh. The lamps flickered on. Ooh. When she mentioned the name again, the lamps blew out. Ooh, interesting. Leah's probably angry, and I understand. Flashlight came to the extreme. That is what I have for you in a lottery mansion. The end. I want to go there. I do, too. That yeah. Every time I hear that story, it just is nuts. I can't imagine all of the torture and how crazy that lady is, was. I know. I know. And how deranged do you have to be to think of things like that? To do that to a, a human being. Yeah. I'm sure American Horror Story, like, you know, totally glamified some of the oh, crazy sure. stuff. Sure. But I think... They probably took everything that they heard from, like, hearsay or stories and put it all into it, whether it was accurate or not. But either way, they did a really good job of making her look like a and psychopath. Of, of course, Coven is your favorite series. Of course it is. Season. <laughs> Wait you hear about my next story. <laughs> it's about witch eyes, I bet. <laughs> Thanks for doing that story. Hey. Nice. Very nice. You're welcome. It's kind of a tough. There's a lot of information to try to. Yeah, it's a big shrink story. it down into. Yeah, for sure. What we need. Okay, I want to. Who's next? Come on, go, Lindsay. Go, Lindsay. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Well, it's me. Dang so. it. <laughs> oh, f my life. Every time. The spit. I told you guys, I'm not a lucky person. <laughs> this is why, like, I think you should stop uh, cheering for yourself. <laughs> maybe never. I'm my biggest you're, cheerleader. You're lucky to be last. When we go like to casinos and stuff, my husband sits at the blackjack table. That's what he likes. And I, he gave me like, he gave me five dollars once to go like on the slot machines. Oh, big spender! <laughs> I made fifteen dollars, and I said, "I'm done cashing out." He's like, "You made ten dollars," and I was like, "Nope." I can feel my streak is going to end real soon. <laughs> my streak. And he's like, it was only $5. It's okay. This is me. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so now I just drink and stand behind him at the blackjack table. And I'm like, you're doing great. I'm just going to keep drinking. <laughs> so we were just talking about how you like the coven. Mm-hmm. I do like the coven. And how you like witches. witches. I am very interested. I feel like every time I sound more and more fucking creepy. <laughs> We just hold this against you because it was like the first time that we all got together and you were just like, I like witches. No, I know what I really said. I know what you really said. I'm not going to say it. I was protecting you. Have you you heard about the death of Christopher Case? No, I have not. All right. Who's down for some dark magic and witchcraft? I'm here for it. I am too. I mean. Okay, great. We're going to travel back to 1991. Oh, that's not that long ago. That's not that long ago. I thought we were going 1700s. I know. Wait. I was, how old was I? Nine, nine years old when this story happened. We won't. It's fine. It's okay. I Once know I'm just older be than quiet. You. It's fine. I know I'm older. It's okay. Why she told me to be quiet. Because <laughs> you were going to say something. <laughs> I've already come to terms with it. It's fine. I could be your, your, your aunt. No, no, you couldn't. <laughs> that would still be very weird and very my close sister's age. age. It's you're, fine. Yeah. You're, you're younger than my, you're younger than my sister's. We're sisters. Just, okay. Yeah, we're sisters. Okay. O-Y-L-A-S. <laughs> Love you like a sister. <laughs> Which, oh, can I tell you really Please quick? never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> never, daughter, ever. That took me back to a time in fifth grade that I never want to go back to. <laughs> you wrote it on the, the notes, the handwritten notes. Yeah, no, I never got that. that to people. Oh. No, I, that was until I was um, six or seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't hold that against me. Thank you. I'm not holding it against you. You just brought it up. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> My daughter and her friends, they call themselves the Babs. What? Like oh. B-A-B-S? Okay. Okay. And my, my husband goes, you can't do that. That means badass bitches. Oh. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I was and thinking was of like, the Looney Tunes oh bunny. She's 11. She doesn't know that. But she was like, oh, we call ourselves the Babs. And they have like Babs written on everything. Like, what do they think it meant? I don't know. I think that they Googled like fun group names for girls and up came Babs. And they didn't. I mean, they're going to appreciate that later in high school, though. I know. Well, well, I told them now for now, maybe think of something different. (laughs) Wow. You're the worst mom ever. Thank you for confirming. (laughs) 
Jeez, Boydston. I'm the meanest. Yes. No, she is not. But we can be the Babs if you want to. Let's be Babs. We're old enough. We're old enough. She's going to love that we took her (laughs) her group. (laughs) Also, none of us are Babs, let's be honest. I know. You're right. Meanwhile, my four-year-old keeps saying, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, don't say that. And so anytime she hears us say it, she goes, Mom, you said it. And I'm like, why can't she say that? Because our teens say, oh, my God. And that's, Mm. like, not allowed. And so they try to say, oh, my God, but sometimes they say, oh, my gosh. And then Bailey repeats it. And I'm just like, it's too close. It's too close to, oh, my God. So I say, Bailey, say, oh, wow. Or, oh, my goodness. And so now Bailey will go, oh, wow. It's <laughs> the funniest thing ever. I had made this pizza. One more thing before you, before you <laughs> Yeah, start. you don't have to include I made this, this pizza last <laughs> night and Beckett looks at it and he was like, that is a good looking pizza. It looks like it's seen some stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why, yes, it has. I was like, thank you. I don't, I don't really know what you mean by that, but that pizza has seen some stuff. <laughs> I love him. He can join the Babs. He's the most serious kids, so child. I. I was like, well, I made it, so I've seen some stuff. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love it. So now I got to start saying, looks like it seems some stuff. Yeah. Along with. Also, I can't nice. be around your children. I know. I I I think she's finally understood that we're allowed to she say that. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. I, know. Oh. I say it all the time. I was FaceTiming with my mom the other day. My mom said, oh my gosh, like five times. And every time Bailey's like, mom, Mimi said it. And I'm like, Mimi. And my mom goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she goes, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Ah! <laughs> It, like, it just happens. You don't think it about it. Yeah. So I, I think I finally told her, you can't say that. We can say that because we're adults. And so now she gets it. And she's not tattling so much. It became a game because she was tattling. Oh, well, the goodness. tattle is, is tough in our house, The tattle too. is tough. Okay. The death of Christopher mm-hmm. Case. Ready. 1991. 1991. Nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Perfect. Great. I was. <laughs> We were, we were, we forgot, and now we remember. Thank I'm you. I'm reminding you. Thank you. We were alive. <laughs> we, I'm just going to leave that there. We were alive, yes. Uh, 35-year-old Christopher Case is an artist manager at a Seattle-based music company. He makes good money. He's happy in his work and in his life. He's stable. He's healthy. He has no known enemies. He's well-liked by his friends. He is living, laughing, loving. He's living his best life. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Nope. <laughs> We're going to cut that off right there. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> for someone who loves musicals, she hates it when we sing. <laughs> yeah. You guys got to ruin it for me. Gotta live and laugh and love. Okay, <laughs> back to Chris. Yes. Back to Chris. Because, <laughs> spoiler alert, he's going to die soon and we okay. need to be here for this. <laughs> going to be the rain cloud on everything with Sorry. us. Okay, uh, but so he's living his best life, right? And then suddenly his friends start to get strange, super strange phone calls from him. Uh, and they say that he's notably scared and almost breathless during these phone calls. And he's claiming that someone was out to get him and he's the target of a curse that a witch is attacking him with supernatural powers and spells. So backing up, apparently Chris had just returned from a trip to San Francisco where he, uh, in later telling his closest friend Sammy, he met a woman who claimed to be an expert in his favorite type of music and they started talking and they were hitting it off he wasn't really interested in her but they were just having a good conversation about his music but she came on to him and he politely declined later telling sammy that the woman just unnerved him and he's just not into it um but she just kept coming on to him and finally, he's like, look, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go back to my hotel. Thanks for chatting, but I'm out, basically. So the woman got angry and then claimed to be a witch and threatened to put a curse on him. Oh, dang. And he didn't believe in witchcraft, but was kind of unsettled by everything that went down, especially when she left the conversation by saying that he should expect to be dead within the week. 
Well, that is rude. And now you're mine. (laughs) So he comes home, and that's when his friends start getting the bizarre phone calls. This is like The Ring, like dead in a week. After watching a movie, though, right? Yeah, and this is pre-Ring. This is the OG Ring. Okay, sorry. Maybe The Ring's based off this. Ooh. Uh, one day he called and said, they're after me. I'm very, very afraid, extremely afraid I could die from this. Mm. He said he was so afraid and that the witch had been attacking him all night and cutting him. He said he'd woken up with little cuts at the ends of his fingers. Um, several friends received these types of disturbing calls. It wasn't just one. And Chris kept appearing more and more paranoid. He told his friends that he had Mm -hmm. an episode of sleep paralysis. So it was, he went to bed and it was dark. He woke up. It was still dark, but he couldn't move. And he heard whispering outside of his bedroom door. It suddenly stopped, and then he heard the whispering again right next to his bed. The only thing he could move were his eyes, and he turned his eyes to uh, next to his bed, mm-hmm. and he saw a dark shadow figure. And then all of a sudden, he was being choked. Oh, gosh. Man. And he can't move. So he's choked. He wakes up with bruises on his neck. Oh, wow. So whatever's happening, it's it's real. Yeah, something's happening then. Yeah. Um, he would say things like he only had one thing, one week left to live, and his friends became concerned because this was not like him. He never believed in the paranormal. He always had been in good mental health. On April 18th, Chris didn't show up for work, and he wouldn't answer anyone's phone calls. His friends called the police to check on him, and when they arrived for a well check, no one would answer the door, and it was locked, and they couldn't go in, so they just left. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good welfare check. (laughs) Isn't the whole point to, like... The point is for them to get inside, yeah. (laughs) They didn't really have any evidence that something was wrong, so they couldn't really, they couldn't really go in. So the next day, friends were growing increasingly concerned, and they called the police again to go check on him. And this time, the door was unlocked, and so they let themselves in. The they found the entire apartment covered in crucifixes and amulets. Jeez! Along the base of all of the walls, all of the door frames were lines of salt. So the entrance. To the apartment was a geometric pattern drawn in salt as well. There were numerous books on witchcraft, black magic, and the occult, but they couldn't find Chris. They kept calling out to him. Nobody would answer. They went to the bathroom, and that's where they found Chris's body. Mm. He was dead in the bathtub. Bathtub didn't have any water in it. He was fully clothed, and he was in the prayer position. There were 10 burnt-out candles around him, as long as some more crucifixes that were surrounding his body. His body showed no signs of violence or foul play. They also found several handwritten letters detailing the business trip to San Francisco and his interaction with that woman, which uh, confirmed what Sammy later told the police. Mm -hmm. The letters speak of strange shadow figures roaming around his apartment, how he would wake up covered in bruises and cuts without explanation as to where they came from, and other strange phenomena, which confirm what his friends would later tell the police. It was at that point that he resorted to reading books on the occult to try to find a way to protect himself, and he apparently had been looking for a professional to help him with his paranormal problem, but didn't find help in time. The letters mention that he did not feel safe in his own to- in his own home anymore, and that he had been resorting to staying at hotels to try to escape the witch. So maybe that's where he was the night before. Oh, like when his place was locked? Yeah, when the police couldn't get a hold of him. Gotcha. Um, authorities were convinced that Chris was very serious about what he wrote and genuinely felt mm-hmm. under threat. Of course, they can't confirm, you know, any witchcraft. Sure. Autopsy reports found the cause of death to be acute myocarditis or a heart attack. At 35, right? This is strange because he is young. He's fit. He led a clean lifestyle. He didn't even smoke or drink. And his family history was clear of any heart disease. So it's a mystery as to what happened. I mean, it it has happened before. You know, sometimes... Haven't people been scared to death? 
sometimes stress maybe or yeah just, you know there can be a genetic anomaly where you know young people can die from from heart attacks even without any hokum that's a genetic mm-hmm. disorders um or you can be scared to death mm-hmm. or um i'm not ruling out witchcraft so oh, yeah. i mean you know that's definitely a i think that's a possibility too but Regardless, nobody knows what happens for sure to Chris Case. And that's his story. Man. Uh, and you said that he had no mental health history? Zero. Okay. You know that's what I'm thinking the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah but he had a psychotic break and... With like the increasing paranoia. Yeah. Probably wasn't sleeping. I mean, which he sounds extremely paranoid, but that... I mean, it sounds like it was rightly so. I don't know. Very suspicious a timing for self fulfilling prophecy too a little bit. Like he believed that there was a curse on him, so maybe delusions fed into that. Who knows? Within days, though. I mean, he probably wasn't sleeping because of all of this going on. You don't sleep for a week. Your paranoia, your delusional state's only going to get worse. I'm not. Here's I'm, the thing: we need to hunt down the girl. <laughs> oh, that was my next question. Did they find out the woman? Did they question her? Find her? Anything? No, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, hey, did you put a did spell put on this guy? No, but it'll just be like, hey, did you meet with him? He talks about you and all of these letters, and he's dead, and I don't know. Also, do you really think they're going to say in any findings? Mm-mm. We interviewed her. She's definitely a witch and, and did no, this hex. No, but I don't know if they ever found out who she was or anything. I don't know. They may have, but I don't, I'm not sure it would ever be yeah. told. No, it's a complete mystery. Which... Which, which, which. <laughs> Back to the sleep paralysis. I myself had a recent episode, but I think I'm going to wait to tell that story until okay. McIntyre recording. But I will say it sounded eerily similar. I mean, I think they all kind of do where. Oh, yeah. Sleep paralysis is awful. I hate it. Yeah. It's only happened to me twice in my life that I know of. And the first time, I can tell the first time story. It was a long time ago when I used to work in an ER and I was actually a social worker <laughs> in have i told you this story i don't know okay so in my dream slash real life scenario that was happening because it feels like real life because sure. your eyeballs are open <laughs> i can see this social worker who i recognize coming towards me but she has like black eyes and she's like mouth open screaming at me and it scared the piss out of me um and i was like in my head thought she was this evil witch and she wasn't she was lovely and wonderful and turns out that person was actually been trying to wake me up oh. and because i was like hyperventilating in the moment <clears throat> which was almost exactly like what happened to me at the other this is my new life goal i want you to have a sleep paralysis <laughs> nightmare about me please being, being a witch and trying to attack me the by social biting workers my face. coming the social worker's coming it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> It was horrible because it Ben said my eyes were open the whole time and I was looking right at him, but I yeah. had no clue. Hey, have you guys ever had this before? Yeah. yeah. You've had a paralysis? I've talked about this. Yeah. I think I talked about this in our very first episode that yeah, I have sleep paralysis probably like once a month, once oh every two gosh. months. I, I wonder if night working nights had something to do with it though, because I was working mm-hmm. nights the first time. Although the second time I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mine's kind of like trigger. Triggered by stress, I've noticed. Maybe that is when I get nightmares, night terrors, sleep paralysis, like, is when I'm high stressful times. The second time, um, I don't recall any stressors necessarily happening, but we were recently ghost hunting and... Don't give it away. I won't. And, um, yeah. I don't know if that had something to do with it, is all I'm saying. I, knock on wood, have never had sleep paralysis. It is horrific. It is really horrific. It... You're trapped. You're trapped in your own body. Mm-hmm. And I always wake up hyperventilating. Yes, and I do too. Air. Like I'll be awake. I mean, awake in quotation marks, whatever. And I right. will wake my husband up when I come to because I'm not making any noise during. Yeah. And then I will come to and I'm I sit straight up in bed and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. And I'm like clutching the sheets yeah. like in claws. And he's like, "You're okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Go back to sleep." Like. <laughs> It sounds bad, but he's just used to it. No, I know. So I was I was by myself. My husband sleeps in the other room a lot because he snores. Constantly. Love you, but you snore. <laughs> um, so I was by myself on this last one, so I had to like really come down yeah. from some terror level. Anyways, I'm just trying to say that's 
horrible. That poor guy. Yeah. So I knew it, like, every it, is, night. it is terrifying. Like I'm sure <laughs> his mental state. Yeah. Yeah. That's I knew sad. Lindsay would explain it away, but what did you think? <laughs> did About... you love your witchcraft story? I love witchcraft stories. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. I think that they're, I think that they're cool. <laughs> I don't. It's very cool. Like, no, it... I don't want to glamorize like witches bubbles, no, but I do think that they're kind of fascinating. Although I don't like that she killed somebody if she did or hexed him, but you know, right? That was kind of rude, just because he didn't like it's you. Very like, rude. Get over yourself. But she, yeah. There are other rude. fish in the sea. There, witch. I can totally see a woman doing that, though. Oh yeah, and especially I could see like a man a... doing that too. <laughs> For True. being equal here. <laughs> Men have done less or more for Wait, being what? rejected. <laughs> True. <laughs> but there, I feel like there are more female witches. Well, yes. Than male. I agree. Okay. Anyhow. We don't have to spin the wheel because we know Lindsay's going last. Let's spin the wheel to see if <laughs> Lindsay goes last. I just want my name to be called. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's always next Lindsay. episode. There's always next episode. Okay. Lindsay, you're up. I'm up. Are you guys ready for this? Robert the doll. Mm. Ooh, we got some good ones oh, this time. No. <laughs> we have to do I this in my house. <laughs> Can we have done this in Sarah's house? We never recorded. Did you Sarah's see me anymore. looking around? I'm like, where's the doll? Where's the doll? We can call uh, Robert. Robert the doll. <laughs> oh, now you're now you're. Oh no, Robert. I'm sorry. She didn't mean to offend you. I just you. said his voice or his voice's name. Uh, That's how we. <laughs> I'm gonna give her a panic attack here. <laughs> I take it you've heard of Robert. Robert. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I did it! Robert the doll. <laughs> that was so good. That was really good. When I have a Why house fire spicy? and all of our stuff burns down, you're going to be very sad. Okay, sorry. All right. It's so, not, wait, what, what's the other haunted doll's name? That's... There's lots of them. Annabelle? Annabelle. Yeah. Ooh, I might do one on her next. Zach's, Zach has her, doesn't he? He does. He does not have Robert, although Robert has visited Zach. Okay. All right. Um, Proceed. He's visited his museum. So, this is Robert the Doll. If you guys are not familiar, you're about to learn about him. <laughs> he's in Key West, Florida. Yes. He's far away. Okay. Lindsay he w- he won't, will not hear this podcast. Lindsay won't put this warning out there because she's not a believer, but I well, am. I'll put a warning. Warning. Fine, you do the warning. If, if, if this you, is out of respect. If you... I, I'm going to talk about what happens if people don't respect him. Just be careful listening to this story because some people have felt things even listening from far, far away, not being in the same vicinity as Robert if you do not respect him. Mm-hmm. What does Zach say when you go to see Annabelle, though? He says, as long as, or I swear it was a different doll at the museum that you walk in and you have to address her and say, we're I don't think, out of respect. I don't think Annabelle's with Zach, actually. I think that she's with uh, Peggy. Peggy. Peggy, that's who Peggy is, is with yes. Zach. Annabelle is still with the Warrens Museum. Okay. So, just a disclaimer, listening. If you feel weird, anything, just just be careful. Okay. Robert the doll. Why does this cat, like, is it because I'm playing hard to get? Yep. Because he's a friendly kitty. All right. So, Robert the doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto. He went by Gene, but he... Because you're talking about Robert... (laughs) I can feel your cat's claws on my legs. Okay, <laughs> it's not claws. <laughs> what are they? I'm. I guarantee you, he's not clawing her leg. No, he oh, wasn't. But I could feel the little poke. Hi, kitty. Robert Eugene yeah, Otto. Sorry, he was an artist described as eccentric who belonged to a prominent Key West family in Florida. So Robert the doll was reportedly manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany, um, which are the people who came up with the teddy bears. Um, and it was purchased, there's two, what's the word I'm looking for? Not theories, versions? but two versions of the story. One where it was purchased by a servant for Otto's family and given to him as a birthday gift <laughs> in 1904. High five. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. The other theory, um, or version is that it was purchased by the grandfather and still given to Jean um, as a birthday gift. So servant, grandfather, we don't know. Robert's about three feet tall. So, by the way, Jean, that's too big for it's long, huge. It's like. huge. I he think it's his, appropriate. He needs his own bed and chair <laughs> and just space. Just, just wait for my story, yo. Okay. All right. So, Jean, you know what I mean. Jean um, dressed the doll in his outfits. So, Robert is in a sailor suit. Jean also named the doll after himself, which is why he's called Robert the Doll. 
uh, clothed it in his clothes, carried it wherever he went. He called it his best friend. So Robert the doll was stored in Otto's family home. Even when Jean was out, like he went to Paris to study for a little while. Then eventually he moved back home and the doll was still there. So the doll stayed there basically until Jean's death. Um, and he died in his family home. We'll get to that. So Jean passed away in 1974. The home was then sold to Myrtle Reuter, who owned it for about 20 years. Until the property sold to the current owners, who operate it now as a guest house, and now it is a haunted B and B. Oh, Key so many West. Trips. We need, are you are you keeping track of all the places we need to go to in the states? No, I've got so many other things to keep track of. Do you want me to? Yeah. I can. Yes, right. do that. Um, right so now, I've got um, New Mackinac, Orleans, Mackinac Island, uh huh, New Orleans, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Las Vegas. <laughs> Just because we want to go to Zach's museum. Winchester Mansion. Ooh, Winchester Mansion. Ooh, Let's do at? this while we're eating dinner. Okay. California. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, Robert the doll is not at the house anymore. The house is just a haunted B&B. The doll is now, in 1994, it was donated to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, and he's in a glass box there. He does get rotated annually every October to the old post office and custom house. I'm assuming that has something to do with Halloween season, but I couldn't really figure that out. So, that's where Robert is now. So, why is Robert the doll haunted? Let's see. Gene. Yeah. You want us to guess? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tell you about weird stuff. Okay. Again. So, Gene um, got the doll and at around 10 years old. He woke up to find Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Um, no. His mother was wakened by Jean's screams for help and the sounds of furniture being overturned in her son's room. Fuck that. Dropkick, Robert. <laughs> Jean was crying for help and begging for his mom snapped. to come rescue him. When she finally got the door open <laughs> because it was locked, Jeez. the door was locked. <laughs> I know, I'm ignoring her. <laughs> Jean was curled up in fear on his bed. His room was in shambles, and Robert the doll was just sitting at the foot of the bed. So he's 10, and mom is like, what happened in here? And he said, Robert did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a phrase that he would say anytime something went missing or got broken in the house, he would just repeatedly tell his parents, Robert did it. That's I'm all sure he, they were not having That's it. all he would yeah. say about it. So Jean's parents, <clears throat> yeah, like you said, at first were like, okay, you're blaming your right. doll for something you did. But then they heard him talking upstairs in his room to the doll and would hear a response in a totally different, deep voice. Why is this so spicy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say something, but I know I'm going to get a death glare from Boydston if I said something, so I didn't. But full circle, Sweet guys. Different Robert. deep voices. Personation. <laughs> She's very anxious right now. <laughs> they reported seeing, seeing the doll speak. See- <laughs> Not just hearing. <laughs> they reported seeing the doll speak and his facial expressions would change. They would hear giggling and see Robert running up the stairs. No. Or no. staring out the upstairs windows, and other children would see the doll appear and disappear by the window, and his eyes would follow them. So they started, like, walking wide circles around the house. Nobody wanted to walk by the house. The kids at least didn't. Okay. So Robert lived with Jean, like I said, throughout his lifetime. Um, after Jean's parents passed away, he moved into the home with his wife. So Jean then moved Robert to a room of his own in the attic. And placed him in the upstairs room that had a window overlooking the street. Because he said Robert likes to look out the street. <laughs> the room in the attic, he had made for him a fur- some furniture, toys, and a teddy bear to keep Robert company. Like he made this stuff for Robert. Jean's wife reported hearing Jean talking to Robert and laughing with him. So this dude's an adult. And he's still having conversations with Robert. She reported hearing footsteps and malicious giggling from the attic space when nobody else was home. Um, Jean insisted that Robert be served first at the dinner table, saying he's the man of the house. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> so, sure. you guys want to hear how Jean passed away? I'd love to. Oh. He was found dead in the attic of his home. No. Robert was on top of him. What? With his hands around his neck. For real? <laughs> Yes. I feel like I need pictures. <laughs> well, I don't think there's pictures of his death, but I will show you I pictures of his I'm telling you. <laughs> his wife. Left- I am a believer, and I'm still like, but his hands are so small. 
I mean, he could have just been like up there because he hung out with Robert up in the attic a lot. He could have been up there with Robert. He probably was playing. That sounds so weird. Playing with Robert, like holding Robert, you know, and maybe that's when he died. But it's very weird. Uh Um, Anyway, it all makes me very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. So his wife left the house and moved back to France, which she's from France. They met in France and she moved to America with him. I just aspirated and I'm 100% <laughs> sure it's Robert's fault. I, I told Boydston earlier to, or you. last night at work, I was like, <laughs> I choked on some water the other day and I said, oh, I aspirated. And Evan went, what? I said, I've been hanging out with nurses too much. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about that Saturday yes. a lot? Yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, so she moved back to France. She left Robert behind in the house mm, and they yeah. leased the house out. Really? The lease stipulated that Robert be the sole occupant of the attic. Occupant? Occupant. Okay. Occupant. <laughs> I think I was the only Boydson. No, Boydson's too scared to. <laughs> she's too scared to comment on my story. All this big fun of you and not okay. Robert. <laughs> no, that's fine. So um, after, so she ended up passing away two years later in France. So Jean died in 1974. So the family that moved into the house on the lease, they had a 10-year-old daughter. And she was delighted to find Robert the doll in the attic. But then she started to claim that Robert was alive and the doll wanted to hurt her. She would wake often in the middle of the night screaming in fear and told her parents that Robert had moved around her room. The family, her parents, found Robert in their room one morning atop of a kitchen knife. Fuck that. <laughs> How would you like to wake up one morning and just see your kid's doll with a knife? <laughs> It's like some Chucky level I shit. I know. Well, that's a big picture. Is that what Chucky's based off of? There are movies based off of him, but not Chucky. What? But there are movies based off of him. What about, is like, Chucky based off of? Now I, I need know. to know. Um. So, origins of Robert. Oh, and then, sorry, if I, I forgot this part. The family, after, you know, all of this, they eventually gave him away in 1994. So, he's been at the museum since then. Origins of Robert. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's two kind of stories out there whether the servant or the grandfather we don't know but supposedly there was a servant that was mistreated by her bosses which is the family and to punish them it is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic when she was fired abruptly without cause so they don't know if she got the doll and then got in trouble or got fired and then cursed the doll or if the grandfather gifted the doll and then she just decided to curse the doll on her way out either way she cursed the doll either way Robert has powers. So, nowadays, here's what people report. So, the doll has supernatural abilities that allow it to move, change its facial expressions, and make giggling noises. Um, supposedly, at the museum, they have, like Boydson kind of alluded to, they have a list of rules. If you attempt to take his photo, the camera then becomes inoperable, but then starts working again once you leave the museum. Staff members report seeing his facial expression change. They hear demonic giggling and have seen him put his hand up to the glass. There's also reports of other electronic devices besides cameras mm-hmm. that malfunction in his presence. So the rules for Robert, you must greet and introduce yourself to Robert. Like Peggy. If you want a photo, you must ask him first. Yep. And you cannot leave without saying goodbye to Robert. Is he enclosed in glass? He's in a say? glass case, okay. yeah. So then you can't I, touch him. I feel better. Yeah, yeah, you can't touch him. So the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and lots of other misfortunes. Museum visitors supposedly experience post-visit misfortunes if they do not respect him or follow the rules. Um, people send letters and emails to the doll apology, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior and asking forgiveness to lift the curse. They said he gets about one to three letters or emails a day since Just 1994. Just to Robert. And I read some emails people have sent him. They're like, Robert, I'm so sorry if we offended you when we visited you last week. We've had this and this and this happen. I'm sorry. If you could please forgive us and let Maybe this. he won't be offended by me acting a fool because he's already had enough people mm-hmm. in person to <laughs> give me that face. Um, so I read some people who have visited him. I read some of their experiences online. Someone said, you know, hey, I followed the rules and everything. And I said, hi, it was nice. I asked before I took a picture. And she was there on her honeymoon, she said. But then I made a comment to my husband offhandedly about a grown man carrying around a doll and how that was weird. And she said, 
Um, the next day, their flight got delayed. Then they had a five-hour layover. Their luggage got lost. And the airlines were like, we have no idea where your luggage even is. It wasn't like, it's here or it's here or it's here. They're like, we have no record of any luggage. So she's like, me and my husband both sent an email to Robert. We went to bed that night. The flight or uh, the airlines called us the next morning and said, hey, we found your bags in Key West, which is where Robert was. And they were with an airline that they never even flew with, never even booked with. It was just missing. Other people have reported getting burned by hot water, missing their flights, lots of stuff. That is not good. That happens to them if they are disrespectful to Robert. You might have said this already, and forgive me mm-hmm. if you did, but but why is Robert so evil? Like, he was he was cursed, but... They think he was cursed a, with voodoo and black magic. Is there a demon inside of him? It just said a curse. So hmm. I don't think a curse is a good thing. No, I don't either. <laughs> no, I don't either. And she did it as revenge against the family. But also it makes well, me like, wonder. like, why is he so angry at everybody in the world? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It kind of sounds like. Because maybe because she. a little bit. She was so angry. Whoever cursed Robert, she was so angry. And so maybe she just. Put her energies in there. And she was like, anyone who messes with me or yeah. disrespects me is yeah. going to hear about it. I do not mean that out of disrespect, Robert. But I think, like, I don't think that Just she meant Gene any harm because he was a child and it was his doll because Gene lived with this doll till he died. Yeah, and he, he clearly res- respected him. Respected the doll. He was laughing <laughs> with him and he would say G- that Robert was his best friend. So Robert, I don't think, ever really hurt Gene. And Gene felt Until comfortable. he killed him. Well, he could have. I mean, he was also probably old. And, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like he killed him. But his wife was like, I never felt comfortable around the doll. Like, it was always like, I felt weird. And she said, but like, she, Gene would not even like, talk about them giving the doll away or anything like that. Like, obviously the doll had. I think it had some kind of a hold on him too. Some vibes. That is for, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just. Curious. Yeah. So that is not going to comment on it, which is okay. That is the story of Robert the doll. I just am curious. Is it kind of like Dybbuk? Dybbuk has to be enclosed in mm-hmm. glass and it has, that has like, I, I feel like there's demons though in the Dybbuk box. Mm. Who knows? Maybe I know what I'm going to talk about next. Oh, Dybbuk box would be a good one. Mm-hmm. That is at Zach's house, I was going to say. His museum. I've been to Zach's house. <laughs> I've been to Zach's house, basically. <laughs> she has not. She has not. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. But basically, we're best friends. <laughs> we took a selfie together once. <laughs> once. In, um, I think he's dating Holly Madison from The Playmate next door, but I totally compare to her. So I'm sure he's jealous. <laughs> So I think I know what I'm going to cover next time because Boyson's just not commenting at all on my story. And oh my gosh. I commented the whole time. I'm sure she thinks I'm going to crash and burn on the way home. <laughs> Robert, please don't do that to me. That'd be awful. I just it, had questions. I just had questions. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to say to cover us right now? You look like you have something to say. I covered myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys would be wise to do the same. <laughs> Robert, this is out of respect. I love you. They did talk about in the um in my research that they think Robert likes attention and he likes, you know, all the stories about him. So Robert, we're covering this story so that way you can get some more attention and people can come visit you. I don't you. think I was disrespectful. I just am curious. I don't think you were disrespectful. If I'm disrespectful, it's, t- <laughs> it's towards Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Robert, I wasn't disrespectful towards you, just my friend Lindsay. Just, just Lindsay. <laughs> And she does it to me, too. It's fine. Okay. Let's end this episode before Boydson over here goes into a full-fledged panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to our Paranormal episode. If you like, you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram and give us a like at The Tipsy Ghost. Or send us your stories at thetipsyghost at gmail.com so we can hear your experiences. If you enjoyed what you heard, (laughs) give us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes and a nice little review. We would appreciate it. We love it. All right, guys. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.